You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All he had to do is make the main event and... Uh, he did it. Cooper Webb takes the championship in the 450 Supercross, Monster what? Energy Supercross. It's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> KTM is is they can't lose. It's uh, it's the, obviously they are the team to race for the Red Bull KTM team, and Cooper Webb's in a good spot down at the Baker Factory, and we congratulate him. So big. Big high five to Cooper Webb out there no for doubt. winning the no the two fifty big deal. Oh my gosh! So what a shakeup. Austin Forkner blows his knee out. You just see the disappointment on Mitch Payton's face, and then can you imagine how Austin felt? And then this weekend, Adam Cianciarulo, it was his championship. It was there. He crashes. Silly little bobble. Bends his handlebars down so far that can't he can't even. Ride. He pulls it in. I uh, know, dude. It was it was insane watching it live happen. <laughs> I want to and I want to say this. I was I didn't go to Vegas. We had a race at our track. Um, I watched it on TV though. And Big weekend in uh, at Riverside, by the way. Yeah, I want to say this the, to every mechanic out there. Yeah, when the when the front wheel is crooked. Karate kicking it is not how do you straighten the wheel. You put the wheel between your knees <laughs> yeah. and you twist the handlebars. Okay? We've seen it happen more than once. That's so. how you do it. And yeah. and I and it just it blows my mind. But the that karate these, kick looks good. I get it. The I racers it. and the mechanics do this. Everybody and I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't straighten You're gonna make those. it worse. You're gonna I'm, blow some And spokes. I'm telling you this, if it was my rider, yeah. the adrenaline, yeah. I could have straightened those handlebars. Yeah, with by just like a gorilla, I would have pulled him up. Because you're that strong. And the kid would have. It was heartbreaking. The kid would have finished. Was, I'm telling you, it was strength. heartbreaking to watch. It, was, it really was. Yes. Hello again, everybody. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. By the way, 22 programs waiting for you online at at uh, Evergreen Podcast. Want you to check out all of our friends on Evergreen. Because that's the way you do uh, these type of uh, programs. And, and and we're part of it. We love it. Uh, we happen to be leading in terms of uh, total number of, of listeners. Tony, does that excite you at all? I mean, we've been along, you and me, together for the ride from the very beginning. 16 years or something like going on 17 well, years? Well, I, I think Bunnell said 27 years. Uh, <laughs> I'm the newcomer at just a, a wimpy six, six and I a know. half. I know. It's like a- You've been here six and a half years, dude. I moved to Des Moines in oh uh, December of- tw- or in uh, May of 12, and I've been on the show since that fall. That voice, of course, P.J. Duran, one of the more knowledgeable in- uh, por- uh, uh, in- <laughs> He's you would say the, I'm an industry insider, wouldn't he, you, Scott? I would say that. Yes, thank you so much. But I uh, also want to thank uh, great guys like Mark Bunnell, who who really literally put us on the map early. 
uh, sure, he had other things going, but he made time for us. And, and quite frankly, you guys are the recipients of that. So I want to thank Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. You might remember them from the late 60s when they were a singing crew, uh, along with the Mamas and the Papas. They were a touring band, and uh, they came up with some really great music. And uh, quite frankly, you know, we're glad that they settled down into a production uh Position. So Jack and uh, Leanne DeLeon producing our program. I want to say a big shout-out to uh, Eddie Kulenkamp, as always. On the program, Ricky Russell, Taylor Robert. I'm still efforting a uh, uh, to get uh, – uh, who am I thinking about? Drake Beecham. Drake Beecham, yeah. Hot Rod Drake. And Shana Texter, always one of my favorite guests because, A, she's a chick. Uh, B, she can go really fast. And obviously, she's earned the honor of being on this program as as, as often as possible. Oh, it's possible. an honor now. You, I what? didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we lead people to believe it's an honor. Is, there, is that what we do? Okay. Brad Baker and J.D. Beach are our guests on the program. Tony, you want to take it away? Yeah. So we've got uh, – we'll introduce our first guest, J.D. Beach. J.D., congrats on two wins in two weeks. Although it was a different form of racing, it's still – it's it's in, you are on fire, buddy, and it's incredible, <laughs> and we're stoked to have you on the show. So welcome back to Pit Pass. How you been? Uh, I've been good. I, I've been good. Uh, it's been uh, a crazy year, but, but it's been uh... – it's been good so far. So your win at Arizona, does that boost your confidence and make you feel like the win's in the cards at VIR? <laughs> uh, I don't know about the win's in the cards at VIR, but I mean, it, it, it definitely uh, it it definitely made me feel good. And I think getting that kind of it, – it, it did help the Superbike win just a, a little bit because, I mean, I, 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 I'm – Racing against guys like Amron and, T- and Tony and Heron and Garrett, uh, Skolt. I mean, there's there, there's so many fast guys. And, uh, with, with it being the my first year, or my, I mean, I've rode a super bike before, but I mean, it didn't go too good. So I, so this is kind of like my first year on it, and I I think getting that. Uh, dirt win kind of uh, helped a little bit. Well, JD, it was uh, first of all, again, congratulations. Uh, Arizona was amazing. Mixed conditions there on race two Sunday when you were man when you managed to get your win. Um, you've mentioned it elsewhere uh, previously uh, in the wet. You didn't go so well there, so just what? How was the start of that race? I mean, it was a gamble. You were with the majority of racers going with the slicks because it clearly looked like it was going to dry, but a couple of pretty fast guys went the other way, uh, and they had the early leads. Um, how stressful was that for you on the line? You know, I I, I really wasn't too too uh, stressed about it because uh, I mean I, I've got. A, a great team and with the attack guys we we, we just we looked at the sky I mean it looked, it looked like it was gonna be dry the track uh I mean it 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 usually dries up quick and I mean we knew the first few few laps might uh might have been bad just because the 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 the, the track wasn't 
dry yet. So, so we we kind of just all looked looked uh, looked at each other and was like, "Oh, let's just go with slick." J- and I hope for the best. And it worked out beautifully, JD. Uh, what are you guys? Do you have any races? Uh, and my apologies if I've asked you this very specific question for. Do you have any weekends where uh, flat track and uh, your Moto America duties are going to conflict, or have you guys managed to work it out where that won't be a problem? No, there 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 is a few weekends that uh, that will um, the uh, right right. Right now, we're we're kind of just waiting until until those we, we until those weekends come and and then uh, and then kind of decide then what uh, what uh, what uh, what we'll do. Is it? It's got to be hard to switch back and forth between racing flat track and road racing. I, I mean, I can't imagine. Uh, do Do you have to mentally make a switch? And and if so, how do you do that? How what's or is it just JD Beach out there doing his thing? Yeah, honestly, like it, it's weird because in, in the past, I I I I have uh, kind of struggled going back and forth, and uh, I, I was really wor- wor- worried about that uh, this year, but but I, I don't know if it's because. Um, older now or what? But I mean, it, it, it honestly hasn't been that bad, and uh, and and my plan that that I've been doing is is the weeks leading up, or, or not the weeks. I mean, I, I barely get three days, but the week. The, the, the I'm, I'm sorry, but that that but but you just boiled it down. You guys really don't get a breath, and that's yeah. that's really important for our listeners to understand is that there's no timeout. Okay, um, for for many people, weekends are their timeout, but for you, it's whenever you can get it, and when you do, it's not nearly enough. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but so so yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm racing on the weekends. I'm usually traveling. Sunday night or Monday, wow. and then, yeah, I got I've got two or three days at home to kind to, to train and stuff, and then I'm leaving again for uh for a race. And so like those 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 few days I'm home and like I'm training, if I'm going into a a road race and I train for that, like I think about that, I'm training just for that, like what I'm doing with my ride and stuff when I'm at home, and then if it's a flat track week then then i i I train more for that ride more for that so i'm trying to just what whatever week it is just just no i get it yeah and jd you've got it looks like four more aft events coming up before the next uh, Moto America event, which thank goodness is at Road America, Wisconsin, one of my place, favorite places in the U.S. I will be there in full force looking for you guys. Uh, but you've got four more flat track events uh, between now and then, uh, a couple out west, California, then you got two events in Springfield. Are you doing uh, all four of those before Road America? Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I'm racing California these next two weekends. And then we go to to Springfield, but actually in Springfield, 
the AFT singles guys, they raced Saturday, and then the twins raced Sunday. Gotcha. You're not do, so, you don't do the TT that weekend then? No, nope. Gotcha. That's, that happens. Uh, there, there's going to be some overlap, right, of well, disciplines, right? Yeah, and they, they've kind of broken that out since in the recent years. Uh, so you guys don't even, J.D., if I'm reading the schedule right, you don't do a Springfield TT, per se, in the Premier class. You get other TTs, of course, Peoria and, yeah. and, and stuff, but there is no Springfield TT for the big bikes. No, no, we, we don't do Springfield TT, and we don't do Springfield... Uh, Short, uh, short track, short, short track, yeah. Yep, they're at the end of the uh, end of month August. So yeah, you guys do the miles when the when the singles guys are doing the short track or the TT. You guys do the miles. Yeah, I have a question about your. Uh, I know you've got some previous superbike experience when you're like what 2011 with Attack Kawasaki. Um, yeah. What are some of the biggest adjustments you you had to make as far as like maybe riding style? I mean, I know there's different breaking points in that thing. I'm sure. But uh, in your move back up to the superclass now, yeah, I mean, I I I, I don't know. Uh, there there there's there, there, there's nothing really the same as as like when 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 I wrote it then. Uh, I mean, it, it's been so long, and and I, I've raced a a lot of different stuff. And then, so so I mean I I, I think uh and, and and that that year really did not go that well so so I'm trying to not use any anything from them from 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 then really so it's almost like uh, an exact opposite you're you're going against everything that they taught you or showed you or explained to you and and you're trying to Basically, make. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to make uh, uh, a, 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 while that was great for the time, right? But you're now trying to make your own way without them. Yeah, that's cool. How much more involved is is nailing a good setup on a superbike versus a six hundred? Uh, I I think I, I think setting up a superbike is. I mean, for me, it, it's a little bit more important because uh, on the. If, you're, if it's not set, set up great, I mean, I, at least for me, I, I could just just ride it. And on the super bike, it, it, it makes it a little bit uh, a, a little bit a little bit more tough. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we we. JD, you've got it clearly had it figured out on Sunday, and uh, it looks like, I mean, you're in, what, third place overall right now? You are clearly in this title hunt. Yeah, I it's, have third, it's early days. I have, him, I have him in third place. It's it's an impressive start to a great season. Uh, how, how stoked is your owner? Estenson's just got to be over the moon. I mean, he's got you and a couple other crazy good fast guys with him. And you're bringing the goods. I mean, is this guy just partying every day, calling you to tell you how awesome he thinks you are? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about that, but I mean, I, 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 I know he's pumped uh, about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, he, 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 he also, I mean, he, he just loves racing and, yeah. and, uh, and, and like he, 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 he's worked hard, uh, to, to, to build the life that he, that he has. And, and now he, I mean, he, he just wants to, wants to, give back and sure and 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 thrive. Well, Tony, isn't that isn't that the position you're in? Because you're not making a ton of money at Riverside Raceway, putting all the hours on the track that you do that are unmillable, by the way. Uh, but to give those kids the same experience you had as a kid, um, aren't you giving back in that way because of your love for the sport? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's different than than what that guy's doing, but um, yeah, I mean it's uh, we all like JD. We're not, you know, we're not as uh, as blessed when we throw our leg over the bike as you are, JD. But um, wow. we all have the same, I think, the same passion for it, or at least I certainly do. I I, you know, I, I ride. It's funny, my my four year old. She's uh, <laughs> she's a sitting beautiful at the, girl sitting at the dinner table the other day, and <laughs> and. Uh, she just looks over at me and she goes, "Yep, you sure like them dirt bikes, don't you?" <laughs> and I just go, "Yes, I do." Breaking Charlotte. down, Daddy. Yes. Breaking down, Daddy. <laughs> just out of the blue. It's Did just you already like, rewrite the will so she's a uh, sole sole proprietor of the will? No, you? no, you should. Uh, right so away. goes to her mom. <laughs> well, JD, I think um, I know you're 40, 48 points back from Tony, um, sitting a solid third right now. Um, I, I hope your goal is to continue to fight for the title because, right. you know, but that's why we go racing and, and, and why we, our fans are racing is, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And, and, uh, week in and week out, if you're there, you're a podium guy, you got a shot at it. And I think that would be a fantastic story. Well, I know one thing is that no matter how he finishes Tony Wink, uh, how he finishes, uh, does not predicate how, how often he's on this program. Because, quite frankly, he's a great guest. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. And the passion, PJ, is is amazing. It's, 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 so, it's almost accepted uh, as second nature. Does that Absolutely. make sense to you? Absolutely. And, uh, J.D., you looked pretty pumped. I watched the race uh, live. You, you looked pretty stoked coming around that finish line. That had to be one of the better feelings in life. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was uh, – I, I was – so pumped! It, 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 it was funny because, like, actually, uh, coming down, I guess it's turn ten at that track. It's a right hander, and then you drop down the hill to do like to do the last few turns before you get on the front the front straight. And once I got around turn ten, and like, and I knew I was home free, like. The emotions just hit me, and I started crying. Like I mean, I was just so <laughs> so pumped about it. I I was crying right right along with you, brother. It's okay. Couldn't, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, JD. You've put in all the work and Amen. the effort that is required to be where you are. You clearly belong there, and you're making uh, winning a habit, which is what uh, real professionals and and champions it's, do. They make a habit out of winning. It's a good habit to have, right? right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. 
J.D., thank you so much for the time, brother. Let you go up against the clock. Into the pits we go. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on again soon. Keep us uh, posted on everything J.D. Beach, okay? Awesome. God thank bless you very much. That's a quality young man, right? Yeah, there. it is. J.D., do you want to thank any of your sponsors before we get rid of you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd like to uh, thank uh, Attack, uh, Edison, uh, Arai, uh just all 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 my my crew my team and they can see that of course on facebook twitter and uh instagram as well Follow J.D. Beach if you can, because we are, and I guarantee you're going to find out more about this young man's uh, exceptional career, even as early in his career as it is. I guarantee it's going to be a long one. God bless you. Thank you so much, J.D. Thank you. All right. Was uh, Cameron McAdoo uh, moving up to what? Second place during the Las Vegas Supercross 250 Supercross uh, showdown. Um, But, I mean, he briefly closed in on race leader Dylan Fernandez uh, and then uh, held on for his first career podium with a third place finish. Is that a is that a vision of something that is to come, Tony? I mean, think about that. If, if McAdoo can do that on the very tail of the season um, against one of the most talented guys in, in the in the in the format, uh, and I'm talking about East West format, is that uh, does that surprise you? Uh, I'm no, I'm I'm pretty. You know, he was. You're a McAdoo guy. Yeah, he was at the track last year. This time, um, and no ride, and and look what he's. You know, he's filling. He started in fourth, Tony, in the main. Yeah, he's done done very well for his. I, you know, it'd be interesting to see what he's doing in outdoors. I, he's not available for the next weekend's Justin Brayton shootout at the racetrack here in Winterset because he's racing outdoors, but. Everything you see on the internet, he's not signed a deal. He supposedly he's going to ride Austin Forkner's bike. Austin confirmed last week that he's not. Wow. Um, I asked Brayton, does he have a deal? And he said yes. But if you read everything that supposedly it's not, it must not be done because they, they're they not advertising it yet. So so Guy Honda lets him go, right? Well, he was a fill-in rider. It's not like but, but, I, know, I know, but what I'm saying is they don't sign him. and That's an approved <laughs> product. Well, maybe they will. Maybe that's their that's the plan. There is that that's, the secret. I I don't know. I mean, All right, stick around. We'll come back talk a little more about that and a whole lot more racing coming up next. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Ken Roxon. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber
Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hello again, everybody. It's Scott Casper for Jack Daly on Construction. You've got projects that need to be done. Basement, refinish, kitchen, bathrooms. How about this? Need more room? Call Jack Daly on Construction. They've been serving Iowa for nearly 70 years. Right now, you can finish your basement before April 30th. Spend at least $25,000. I'm going to get you a 55-inch flat screen TV. Call Jack Daly on Construction Incorporated. Serving Iowa's since 1946. Call them, 321-5225. 321-5225. It's Jack DeLeon Construction. This is Rando Ferracci, and uh, we're on the PIPAT radio. And thank you for listening. Right, we just finished up a conversation with J.D. Beach, and uh, joining us now is Bad Brad Baker, the bullet. He, the uh, bullet. Yeah, won the Grand National Singles Championship in his first full-time year of racing in 2009, and the rest is history, as they say. He joins us now. What's up, Brad? How are you? How are you? Good, guys. Uh, always happy to be on the show. Yeah, we're glad to have you. What's what's uh, what's the bullet up to today? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually... Uh, doing a little bit of therapy right now i have my uh legs being ran through the motions on a electrode bike and helping keep the uh muscle mass up in my legs and blood circulation going and just uh staying healthy do you get some kind of a buildup of of uh uh of some kind of a i don't even know what the fluid it's called but in your in your legs do you get that a lot of fighters do uh, you're probably thinking of like maybe lactic acid. Yeah, exactly. Um, it might be a little bit of that. Lactic acid kind of builds up more so after um, you like an intense workout. Okay. So maybe a little bit after I'm done doing this, but uh, I, I definitely get um, this buildup of fluid in my legs because I don't have as good of blood circulation in my legs just because of obviously the muscles aren't firing to. Uh, to make the blood flow more so when i've been sitting down all day and, and not having my feet up my my legs my ankles or really just like my calves and my ankles i gotcha seem to swell up a little bit but uh for the most part um 
everything stays pretty good. Well, PJ, uh, you you have a, a tremendous buildup of lactic acid just uh, doing your job at Hicklin Power Sports. Uh, yeah, and well, unfortunately, you're probably right. My uh, <laughs> my overall health is not improving. Let's say I'm going in the wrong direction with age. Uh, Brad, who are you? Who are you working with now, most uh, directly in our AFT series? I know you're you, you're helping out with uh, Indian, right? Yeah, yeah. So I helped the Indian motorcycle team. Um, Indian has been so gracious to keep me in, involved with the team, and it's been awesome with the uh, the two new riders, which is Brian and Bronson Bauman, um, two guys that I've, I've grown up racing with and it's been awesome being able to to work with them um just knowing their talent and knowing them both on a personal level but uh yeah so i i, I just help them out rider coaching throughout the day um and uh just kind of help the team over the, the off season with some technical support and just getting this new team put together Brad, does the history of Indian racing, um, Indian motorcycle racing, does that um, does that weigh on you at all? Or, I mean, let's face it, you go back to the original wrecking crew, and uh, this this team won a lot. Um, so that obviously uh, it's 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 quite an honor. But does it weigh on you at all? Um, you know, it really did. I mean, the first year uh, that they brought the wrecking crew back, two thousand. It was it was awesome to be a part of it. I mean, it's one of the things that I'll you know most most remember about my racing career was being a part of that wrecking crew with with Brian Smith and, and Jeremy's and having so much expectation to live up to. Because right. like you said, uh, you know, original wrecking crew, <laughs> there was a reason why they were called that because uh, <laughs> they seldomly ever got beat. Right. Um, so yeah, going into 2017. You know, Brian, Jared, and myself—we knew what what we what we needed to do, and and heck, we did it. I mean, there was—I think we had five or six podium sweeps. Uh, wow. Obviously, Jared and Brian—you know—they won a handful of races, like three quarters of the races, and I was on the podium fourteen times. I mean, I led—I think I led almost close to a hundred laps that That's year, crazy. But, but never got a win, and. That's the only thing that I look back on. I think the fans. I think the fans have a different view. It's not necessarily who's on the podium, right? Uh, at the end of the race, it's it's how hard did you battle? And uh, Indian yeah, has yeah. provided you with great great equipment, right? Great great machines, but at the same time, um, you know it's it's those uh, it's those close laps that everybody looks at and remembers. Um, you know, sometimes a, a race win is a race win. I get that, but what happened during the race will sometimes do even more for your career than uh, a race win. Agree or disagree? Uh, I definitely agree as well. I mean, people, people remember those close races sure. and, uh, you know, and I'm, and I had a lot of them. <laughs> definitely. There was a lot of good battles. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Indian wrecking crews has definitely lived up to their name. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and even so now, I mean, Briar Bauman is, uh, is leading the points. He's podiumed every single race and set on pole all four races of the year too. So, Tony, that was one of my great, uh, uh, great gifts you've given me, by the way. 
uh, was an opportunity to be in the uh, pits and in the uh, swap meet where the the two original wrecking crew members oh yeah were Over, yeah we do a brad we do this race in davenport iowa the same weekend as the uh the fall springfield mile it's what august uh um, august 31st august this year 31st, so yeah. it's the friday night and it's a it's a vintage race and um chris carr will be there this year um it's uh it's a lot of fun and uh yeah i've, I've heard of that race my good friend matt george uh, oh sure yeah actually i put it on now oh you do now i bought it off matt yeah well yeah oh did you really yeah that's awesome somebody yep. somebody that's responsible and quality promoter understands what it means to 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 develop that event into what it used to be but but th- think about it back then when was that a dig at matt no not at all uh, it sounded like a dig at no. Matt. Is Matt on the uh, phone? Let's no, go, we're not going to step Let's, let's, let's go to line three. Matt, uh, might Matt drive, are you there? Hey, Matt no? might drive his cab over right through this building if you don't <laughs> watch it, P, buddy. Cab <laughs> over P with a reefer on. Um, no, no, simply, um, things have changed a lot. you got to be very, very competitive uh, in all that you do as a promoter. But the the racers and the fans, I think, are the beneficiaries of this. So um, good job out of you. And uh, good job out of you, Tony. For, for recognizing let's go back to you tony um so you're uh hey did you ever find a mower <laughs> uh, i did actually find a mower <laughs> my, uh, my brother's bringing it down there this season <laughs> actually had the, the grass was so long at the racetrack house it's like calf high we're gonna have to get the dang hay baler what did down you, there if we don't get calf it uh, high what did you end up uh i saw it on your facebook you were looking for a zero turn or something weren't you or uh, I was looking for a nicer one. It was necessary a zero turn, and then ended up uh, having a little bit of change of heart. I ended up getting just a three hundred dollars special. So actually, we found a one for two hundred dollars and one for three hundred dollars. So we got two of them. So oh, you're nice. gonna need. You're gonna. You know what you're gonna do though, Brad. You're gonna go through <laughs> both of those before you settle on spending real money on a mower, or or <laughs> yeah. you're gonna deal with that headache forever. Because do you well, have a mower? At the, do you have a mower at Riverside? Yes, we do. What do you have? A is Kubota, it, a diesel oh, Kubota, seventy-two Kubota. inch. Wow. Yeah, it's. I would have thought you would have gone with John Deere. See, that's what I need. That's what you need. You're right. Well, hook up. Come on it's, up. It's a, it's a it's a rental house, so it's uh, not really looking to spend two grand on a mower. How much? Yeah, and up, <laughs> and up. He knows. And up, yeah. What, yeah. Are you, what are you talking? What's she's the top closer end? to eighteen grand? The one I'm. Holy cats! Yeah, yeah. you're you're at yeah. ten grand just on a zero turn. Uh, you know, a good one, a yeah. good zero turn. Yeah. You're at ten. Huh? Yeah, yeah it's people sure. don't realize I'll, the money it costs to do. You know, unless they're oh. in that business. No, for sure. I mean, let's go to PJ Duran. PJ. Well, Brad, I was just wondering. Uh, clearly, too too early. To sound the alarm, but uh, we did see uh, <laughs> the oh-so-dominant Indian get topped recently, um, and clearly, still, absolutely, uh, the the records and the and the race wins say the bike to beat. But we're seeing other teams making strides. Uh, is it does it change business at all on the uh, Indian teams? I mean, do they? Start looking at development work that maybe they weren't looking at before because the bike was such an odds-on favorite. Uh, I don't think so quite yet. I mean, really, I mean, uh, Indian loves winning, but they also love competition. So I think uh, as much as as bad as they want to win, I, I believe that India is also happy that there's other uh, manufacturers that are 
or catching up because uh, it uh, it is that that drive of competition between manufacturers. It's it's good for everybody. Right. So um, as fans, we need that. Yeah, we, we do. We, we need. Do. We right. don't want to see all Indians going around there, even if we and it validates it validates or, the competition, right? Yes. You know that one bike isn't the only bike that can win. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I thought about Harley. All they, these they understand that. Yeah, that's what I thought about Harley. All the all the years that they continue to win. What did that do to drive down? Okay, um, participation or drive down uh, fan interest because you had one team winning year after year after year, and uh, and now you got Indian coming in and just dominating everything, and I think it's a terrific thing. I really do. What do you think about that, Brad? Do you think that uh, Harley their dominance over the years was was a hindrance for the sport? Yeah, I, I believe it was to tell you the truth. I mean, for too long. Only people that were there were, were Harley fans, right? And uh, really, I mean, that's that's the way it, it just stayed forever. And um, and then obviously all the other manufacturers they got involved in road racing and motocross. It just kind of left dirt tracks the thing in the past. Mm. And getting more manufacturers involved, then it, it's really helped bring back the sport. So. When Indian came back and, and developed the SCR seven fifty scout, it was like it was a great thing for our sport. Um, but at the same time, it's been uh, I want to say a bad thing, but it's been a little bit of a difficulty just because there's been all these other manufacturers that have been trying to, to catch up. I mean, somebody's going to win, right? I mean, still, somebody's going to win. But yeah, does yeah, is it is sure. it as it's not predictable anymore? Uh, Tony, and I think you'll probably agree with this. It's more interesting now because you're watching it to see who will win. Yeah, right. What do you What do you think about the uh, when we have motocross bikes, quote end quote, for the singles, and you hear all the guys that are that's a motocross bike. It doesn't belong out there. Why are we watching motocross bikes? Blah blah blah. It's the same old thing <laughs> that they've been saying, and then. Um, you know, then and they hey, we, Har, Har, uh, Honda's going to be involved in in uh, flat track, and they make an announcement, and they show a bike in stock form as, a, and people lost their minds over that. And it's like, geez, they rolled one off the showroom floor to take a picture. They're obviously they're gonna this team is turn you know, it into a DT special. Yeah, I mean, it was a legitimate yeah. team. To, do do you? Th what do you think? Do you think people are silly and they're just stuck in, in their old ways, or do you think that uh, they should be doing something different than riding these bikes? No, I think people are a little little silly and stuck in their old ways. I mean, this is this is a modern era. You know, it's having these motocross bikes, so to speak, that were able to essentially just modify. The suspension a little bit and put a uh, 19 inch wheels with dirt track tires on and being able to go ride i mean it's uh it's brought us into the, the 21st century i mean brings I, out the competitors wrong. I, yeah i love a custom built you know dirt track bike i mean that's what i love to race what i love to build but for a competition nowadays we need bikes that people can literally just go buy and yes and they're right. so and brad they're so good i mean you're you're basically you've got f1 technology in this single cylinder 450 cc bike the the r&d 
isn't going to get paid for by flat track racers. No. Sorry, there just ain't enough of them out there. I don't know how the motocrossers are actually getting it done because the bikes are nine grand, and who can who can well, afford what, that? What's a flat track uh, bike that that he might be racing? What's that worth? What what are the forty? The Indians they, are right at fifty. Fifty? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, for the big bikes, but the you get onto a single, and you like Tony said, brand new one. You're looking at around nine grand, and then wow. you got a few yeah, grand converting it. Set the thing up for flat track, and you know you probably got twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars in it, maybe a little bit more after you oh, yeah. the stuff for the engine. Call it a fifteen thousand dollar bike. Wow. But, uh, Okay. But they can run a few seasons. I mean, certainly they can. <laughs> I was racing an 03 until recently, DT tri- oh, D- yeah. DT bike. They can they can last a long time, and they have value when you're done with well, them if you need a new one let's, next let's year. Let's put it this way, guys. William Ott, or James Ott, uh, kid, 17-year-old kid that got third at Texas, he was riding an 03 Honda, <laughs> 450. Sweet. So, I mean, the, all the bikes, all the 450s are competitive. It doesn't matter what brand it is. It really doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah, it's more about the setup, right, Brad? More, more yeah, about the, the actual setup than the the model year of the. Frame. And I'll and I'll go a step beyond that, uh, PJ, if if I can. It's not just about the setup. It's not just about the bike. It is about the rider. The rider knows uh, what he has to do with For the, sure. with his equipment, right? I mean, is that too obvious? Um, without a quality rider that understands when to shift, what to do on the track, in a corner, whatever, um, that's. That's, that's when the magic really happens, and that's what it is. It's magic. Um, up against the clock, uh, Brad, who do you want to thank, man? Uh, i got to believe you got some sponsors that have been with you for a while you want to give a little shout-out to. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to thank my sponsors, but most importantly, I'd like to thank all my, my family, my friends, the fans, all the people that have stuck behind me through this recovery process after my injury, you know, without these people. Um, you know, this, uh, this all wouldn't be possible and I wouldn't be in as good a situation that I am right now, but, uh, I definitely like to give a huge thanks to Indian motorcycle for, for sticking behind me, uh, along with American flat track, S and S cycle, staying easy. Um, the class of 79, uh, is a, uh, fundraiser for injured riders and in flat track, uh, sure. huge thanks to them and everything they've done. Um, and then uh, Road to Recovery as well, another foundation that's uh, helped raise funds for me. And then just everybody that's donated to uh, to, to keep me afloat and getting me through therapy. So, yeah, thank you all so much. Good job out of you. And next we talk, uh, I surely hope we see the uh, Pit Pass logo on your uniform, okay? Yeah. <laughs> there are some writers that are doing that now because they've been on the show this long, and I would suggest – Perhaps that would be a good idea for you as well. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Brad. You're a lifelong member. <laughs> you you are a lifelong member. God bless you, Brad. Right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. There we go. Brad the Bullet Baker. Um, you know, when it comes to racing, and Tony, I want you to talk about this, because the Las Vegas 250 uh, Supercross Showdown uh, saw at Sam Boyd Stadium, by the way, uh, Alex Martin in fifth, and you're obviously close to the Martin family, right? Did you see him finishing in the top five? Uh, yeah, you know he's come a long ways, really, and and he, uh, the guy is, you know, I I could, I could see Alex doing better than that. He really is. Um, 
just a solid guy. It's a bummer. His brother isn't out there racing, too. Right, right. Uh, Chase Sexton bested him in fourth, and Cameron McAdoo would talk to him earlier uh, in uh, from Sioux City, Iowa, on uh, that uh, Honda CRF 250, uh, finished in third. R.J. Hampshire, who we love talking to, by the way. He's a great kid. Uh, Honda CRF 250, also out of Hudson, Florida. But finishing in first, and P.J., I'm going to ask you this. Dylan Ferrandez? Uh, out of Avignon, France, on the Yamaha. Did you see that coming? Yeah, he's been fast for a while now. Okay. He's been fast. All right. Quick timeout. Shana Texter waiting in the wings. We'll be back after this. This is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. And we're back. Um, so this is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. It's okay. I don't know where. Oh, oh Jack went down to get the pizza. Okay, good. <laughs> perfect perfect timing jack can you bring up our next guest leanne i can do it here you, you, you actually you we can, can get her from in the studio yeah, you can hit you can the air but there hey. she is shana shana how are you <laughs> hey guys we, we only been doing this 16 years we're still learning we're gonna get it dialed we're gonna well, get I it doubt dialed. That. i doubt that very much <laughs> what's up kiddo <laughs> oh man not too much just uh enjoying pennsylvania for a quick second good we uh so I don't think we've had you on since we watched the announcement online. Um, Red Bull KTM Factory Racing Flat Track Team. That's uh, that is a big deal. And then uh, then you earned their first victory, right? right. So in this AFT Singles Main Event, and uh, it was it Texas? So talk about it. Pretty yep. cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Like I think you know we're this would be round five that we're heading into this weekend. And, um, you know, it still kind of gives me chills to sit on the bike and think, man, you know, the guys that are behind this motorcycle with Roger DeCosta, Ian Harrison, Chris Fillmore, you know, all guys, you know, that I've looked up to, you know, as heroes in the sense in the series and, and to have them involved in American flat track, it's huge to have, you know, Red Bull KTM in the sport and, uh, and to be able to ride one of their bikes is just a dream come true. Well, and they don't bring slow people to the team. I understand you're uh, huge fans of them. So are we, Shana. But clearly, they've hired the right talent to be the rider on that bike because you have you've made a serious uh, display of how fast that machine can go. How's it proven out to be this year? I mean, it's great. I mean, to to give them their first win so early in the season at uh you know round three at Texas. Um, you know, I think it shows that, that we're here to win. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get this bike out, out on a mile. I'm, I'm so excited to, to head to California this weekend for Paris and then Sacramento mile in two weeks. Um, you know, a track that I've always done well at. I'm, I'm excited. Has it been uh, any chase in the setup as far as, as uh, you know, race situation? Or, or did you guys go into this thing? I mean, I know it's KTM, but. You know, that's always, you know, just because it's a factory team doesn't always mean you guys are going to come out of the chute straight away and be perfect. No, I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, we're, we're far from perfect for sure. Um, you know, they're, they're new to flat track, um, you know, from the ground up, it's, it's a learning situation for them. You know, my team manager, Chris Fillmore comes, comes from road racing and, uh, and then Roger and Ian obviously come from, from supercross and motocross. So, you know, it's, it's a learning, learning time right now. Uh, you know, we're working with suspension guys, um, 
that, that I've never been around a flat track race at a time. So that's, that's been, you know, I think our, our biggest thing right now is just continuing to learn and, and get better each weekend. Um, you know, actually at, at Texas was, was my first time on, on that suspension that I rode there. So, you know, we're, we're far from perfect, but, um, you know, we're, we're ready to race. Did you change uh, suspension suppliers? Is that, that's what I'm understanding, Shana. No, uh, so we are running WP suspension components, but um, it's just learning and, and new components every week and, and testing. You know, we were fortunate enough to stay after Atlanta short track. Um, they did a, a test day the following day, and uh, our team took advantage of it. And You know, we were able to find something uh, to, to head into Texas with. So for us, it's just swapping out components and, and keep kind of trial and error. Do you get a stick around out there in California? That's a ways to go uh, for both those events, or do you come home between those events? Uh, I'm actually going to stay out there. Uh, my boyfriend, Briar, is originally from Salinas, California. So for us, it's, it's a time to catch up with family and uh, and also not you know wear ourselves out traveling west to east. So. How soon are you going to be down at the Baker factory with all the other KTM fellas? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, to start the year. You know, I, I went down to Florida end of January and stayed down there until the second round. Um, I've been training under Alden Baker um, since then. And, uh, okay. You know, I got to do some riding. Alden actually built me a track around the Supercross track. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, that is awesome. He practice. How gnarly is it then? So, uh, it's, it's cool. Uh, it's, you know, it's, he, he builds champions for sure. So for me, it's just gives me the extra confidence, you know, that I'm working with, with the best in the business and, um, you know, to be surrounded by guys who, you know, all have the same goal to win races and, you know, to have their support, like, you know, Zach Osborne last weekend, um, you know, he's coming off the track and, and right away he's in texting my manager, watching the race seeing what Briar and I are up to, you know, it's, it's cool to have their support and, uh, and, and also be getting challenged by Alden at times. So what's it like? And maybe you, you, you can't comment on it, but, um, the, with, with, uh, Cooper Webb being there, Marvin Muskin being there, Cooper runs really runs kind of rough on Marvin. They're chasing a title, both of them. Um, were you around those guys at all during that time? And, and is there any kind of, I mean, that's got to be, you know, back in the day, nobody would train with it with their competitor. You're going to you're gonna be as secretive as you can about everything you're doing and then show up on Saturday night and, and try to beat them. And it's completely different now. They're, they're pushing each other. They're elevating each other, which it, Alden's proven. He's proven over and over that this is working. Um, but it's got to be hard on the guys. Can't be think. fun. No, it can't yeah. be fun. The, the, the guy that just <laughs> smoked your chili on Saturday night, you got to go ride and – bust out your your 30 lap motos with him on tuesday you know <laughs> i mean i think it's you know it's the same across all sports you know everyone's got that competitive edge and i think alden does a great job of, of making sure we all stay focused and, and the same with the supercross guys and you know we're there and you know zach and and cooper come in the same truck together at times and um you know i i don't think alden's gonna allow anything uh you know, it's all business at the track. You're there to train. And, um, you know, I got to see, you know, a little bit of, of them guys, uh, mostly hung out with, um, Zach and Marv 
Uh, Cooper was out, out in California a lot of my time. But uh, when I was there, what I saw was just a guy focused, you know, during the week, ready to win on the weekend. That has got to be... It's got to put a lot of confidence in your bank, uh, just being surrounded by excellence like that. And again, you're one of them, Shana. Don't uh, sell yourself short. There's a reason they right, built right. a they built a track around a track for your your needs. I mean, uh, you are taken every bit as seriously as all those racers, and it's 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 impressive what you're doing on this KTM. Uh, it's it's going to be a good season. Well, what I are th- you looking forward to most? Yeah, Peoria, I would assume. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, right there. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I feel like I, I got, you know, a great bike under me. I'm I'm ready to attack any of the ovals for sure. You know, it's it's no secret that I struggle on on the TTs, but you know, that's I've been motoing twice a week um, with the right I've guys. It sounds like with the right guys. <laughs> well, I, I'm back home now, so I'm not down at Baker's Factory, but um, I've teamed up with uh, Mike Lafferty. Um, been working with him the last couple weeks, and, you know, obviously I have one of the best TT riders in my house. So, you know, to have Briar in my corner and, um, you know, I'm not giving up on the TTs. Um, you know, I know, you know, you don't got to win them to, to win a championship, but you got to be out there and, and make the main. So for me, that's, you know, a, a big, strong part of my training right now is TTs, but, um, you know, I think we'll get there, but when you for say, sure, um, you know, Shane, yeah. when you say that there, there's somebody else living in your house, uh, who are we talking about? Her boyfriend, Briar. <laughs> yeah. My separate bedrooms so we know. Here, so. Of course. Of course. <laughs> not married. Family. So there's separate <laughs> bedrooms. Family friendly, family friendly show. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Anyway, uh, uh, Shane, it's always good to talk to you, but, uh, um, there's got to be some folks that have been behind you every step of the way for, for all these years because we started talking to you, I think, seven years ago. Is that about right? I would say since 2011 when I won that won that first race. Eight years ago, Iowa. okay. You guys have been, been along. No, no, we had you on before your race win in, in, at Knoxville. We had you on before that. So if you think about it, that's been nine well, years. Longer than eight years. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you've only got. I guess you're going to ask me to put a patch on my suit too. Um, wow, that you offered to do <laughs> it's that. It's like that you is, read his mind. That's, that's terrific. It's like so you read his mind. Tony, can we send her a patch? Uh, Fresh out of patches. We're out of. We're, we don't have any patches, but you know, I bet whoever does your uniforms can probably just grab our logo and put it on there. <laughs> Who does your leathers? All right, I'll see what I can. Do. Alpine stars. Hmm. Yeah, mm. they've got our logo. They, yeah, they they'll just. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, it's always good talking to you, kiddo. No, good job definitely. out of you. Keep keep up the good work, will you? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There we go. Shana Texter goes to the pits. Shana, thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank J.D. Beach, Brad Baker as well for joining us in our number one. Surprise guest coming up in our number two at about the uh, the 40 break. And, uh, PJ, you want to uh, talk a little bit about what this young man has done? Uh, over the last, uh, we're talking about Miss the Drake. Yes, the, the Drake. Drake. Yes, he is. Uh, he's coming on strong in the twins class of our Moto American National Series. He finished third at our at the most recent event at VIR, um, and he had some good runs at Atlanta. It's very early in the season for those guys because they didn't ride at Coda. That oh, was wow. only yeah. super bikes in the Moto America Series that rode along with uh, the Moto GP guys. So, so. he's racing what? 
he's racing uh, a, a in the twins class, so it'd be a 650 or 700 cc twins motorcycle. And we'll talk to him about exactly okay. what he's riding. And that'll be coming up in hour number two, along with uh, Taylor Robert, Ricky Russell, etc. Tony, I know it's a rough weekend for you and other promoters of your ilk. I know, I, I didn't think I was going to use the word ilk at all today, but there it is. Um, because of weather. Uh, this time of year is a real gamble. It's a real crapshoot, if you will. Um, but you guys put in a lot of work down there. You and your team put in a lot of work down there at Winterset, Iowa, at Riverside Raceway. Can you talk to us? You know, we only have about a minute and a half, two minutes. But can you just talk to us a little bit about what the effort looks like? Because every day I talk to you while I was on the road, I'm you were literally yeah. on a tractor. Yeah, yeah, we move a lot of dirt down there, and I think we're kind of getting there now. I'm I'm pretty stoked on the on the layout and everybody. You know, we're 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 just finally. It just takes a lot of time and a crazy amount of money to do this, but we've got two tracks, and uh, so our May 18, 19 race weekend is is next weekend, and it's it's coming up. Justin Brayton will be there. That's he'll, the Brayton shootout weekend, right? Yeah, he'll be riding. So we have a practice all day on Saturday, and it's it's. Uh, 10 bucks a day to come in and watch and, and whatever. How much do I have to pay to get in to, to interview Justin? How, what do I have to pay? 20 bucks? I heard 10 20, bucks. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will, uh, we might let you slide at the front gate. Okay. So slide at the front gate. And who's at the front gate? If I uh, may ask, is that Tommy boy or Tommy boy? Halverson will probably okay. be there. Yes. All so right. he'll, uh, he, he may want to charge you double. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, It's Tommy. Um, yeah, Damon Bradshaw is coming. Denny Stevenson, Chad Pedersen, all oh race winners. God. It's in, in, uh Last year, Cameron McAdoo showed up. Uh, Cooper Webb actually was coming last year because he was on the injured list, and he got released to ride that Tuesday. Oh, wow. And we're like, nope, can't announce it. So I'm glad we didn't. But, man, it's cool. It's a, it's a neat environment. We have it's a, a cool track. We have a free dinner. Anybody that's a race fan that wants to hang it's out. It's not a free dinner, Tony. Let me tell you something. It's an honor to eat the food that you bring because, quite frankly, it's that good. I mean, the barbecue sauce, the, the baked beans. That's uh, what the we're doing. salad. Yes, sir. Charlotte uh, would not let me near her plate. I don't know if you know that. She, Yeah, she's she, been taught she, to bite. She, she wanted me as far away from her food taught as possible. Taught to bite. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. Check them out online for the other great lifestyle programming that uh, perhaps you'd like to hear. Tony Wank, PJ Duran, Scott Casper, back after this. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road 
tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Hour number two of the program. We had... Uh, a fun hour number one. We talked to Shane Texter and Brad Baker and JD Beach. So kind of a flat track themed hour. Good stuff. Even though JD Beach did just come off a big win at in the Moto VIR. America. Yes, in Virginia International Raceway in the Moto America Championship, the Superbike. He is a Superbike racer. Who's coming now. up in hour number two? We have Taylor Robert, who's on hold now, and we have Ricky Russell, so a couple off road fellas. And then who'd you say you got? The Drake, uh, Drake Beecham. Drake Beecham is going to be on awesome. Who, so. By the way, he put us on his uniform. Drake did? Yeah, on his oh, leathers? Yeah. You bet. I was a big surprise to me, but Tommy Boy Halverson can work miracles. So uh, we're, we're lucky to be able to get him and cool. uh, the balance of the hour. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast production system. Check us out online, Evergreen Podcast. Um, you're going to... I think you're going to like what you what you find there because it's a multitude of different types of programming, but um, it's a it's a great lifestyle journey, and that's what we're all about right now. You know, it's about lifestyle. And uh, Tony, uh, you'll have the introduction for uh, Young Taylor. Yep, he currently holds the lead in the standings of the Works Pro MC class, and he also has five straight first place finishes with six rounds left. He's a factory KTM rider. Um, also won the two opening rounds of the 2019 Sprint Hero Racing Series, which is put on by uh, the Works Crew, which is sanctioned by AMA. So Taylor Robert is on a roll. What's up, Taylor? Not much, guys. Just uh, out working in the shop right now, actually. But yeah, it's been a uh, been a good year so far. When you say working in the shop, do you not have a mechanic that does everything? <laughs> no, come on, we're off road guys. You know, but still, no, I, yeah, I mean, there there's some off road guys. I have a uh, I have a mechanic that does all my race bike stuff. Ten four. I still I still have to do a tire oil change, air filter, that kind of stuff on my practice bike. Who oh. does the sweeping? Who who sweeps the uh, floor? Uh, that would be yours truly. Wow. 
Taylor Roberts sweeps his own floor. Taylor, even even Taylor I busy. have a, even I have a mechanic for that stuff. <laughs> that's a that's that's a nice thing you I say. I, I guess I need to step up my game. You need to step up your program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's working for you. You're having a good season. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints here. Been been having a, a strong, healthy season and uh, feeling like. You know, this is what I should have been doing the last couple of years, but had some injuries. So just uh, trying to keep the train rolling and having fun while I'm at it. You uh, you talk about having to work in the shop and do that kind of thing. Um, but on, on the race bike, you've got a mechanic. Does KTM pay for that, or, or how does that work? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, with, uh, you know, as KTM has proved, they are a pretty uh, – a good crew and they have a good system so we don't see our race bikes at all um except for at the races and the race shop is out in california and they have a full-time mechanic for every rider wow and then we we also have a um a motor guy a suspension guy a parts guy so uh it's definitely when you when we show up at the races and you just see my mechanic and myself uh there's a lot more to it than well, who manages all the guys? I mean, I I have a, a great crew here in the studio. I have a great, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> not that any of these guys are, are, are worse off than me. Um, but but who, who manages the effort? There's got to be some person that's uh, at the top of the, uh, at the, at the top of the ladder, right? Yeah. Um, Auntie Coleman, who uh, he's been with ktm now for like 15 years or something wow um he came he's from finland he came over from finland in 2005 i think with yuha salmonen when yuha was doing the gccs and it was just one of those cases of being in the right place at the right time and he stepped into a team manager position and uh yeah he's honestly he does an incredible job and he has a ton on his plate i don't know right. how he handles all that because like i said he not only deals with all those employees and it keeps growing. Deals, yeah, yeah, it keeps growing. He deals with all the riders, yeah. and uh, and he's also our Team USA team manager uh, for ISE. So he does a lot with coordinating, you know, getting our bikes to ISE, getting all the mechanics and support crew to ISE, and getting all the riders to ISE. So he has a lot going on. Wow. Pretty wild. We, we need to have him on the show, by the way. I think that'd be a great, great interview. Let's I think we did years ago, but it's been a long, long time if we have. But say the name. Say the name one more time Auntie. for me. What is it? Auntie, Auntie Collinan. It's A-N-T-T-I. Yep. Auntie. Auntie. Yeah. He's, I, perhaps I was off that week, but. he have been around a long time. Well, what is it with the people from Finland or the Netherlands? Uh, Roger obviously comes to uh, to mind. They really like our weather, and they're willing to work <laughs> nonstop to keep enjoying it. I think it must be that. <laughs> I think you're probably yeah. right. Are you in? You're in Arizona, right, Taylor? I am. Whereabouts? I can't remember. I am in Scottsdale, uh, Arizona, but I actually live like Scottsdale is a really long, skinny city. So I live closer to Cave Creek, kind of up in the up in the hills, just outside of Phoenix. Yeah, I, you know, I think we talked about this last time. I'm, I'm, I want to spend the winter in in Apache Junction just because the airports are close <laughs> to out of Des Moines, and I want to uh, so I can come back and forth a bit. But I, I plan on spending a fair bit of time in in uh, down there and riding, 
And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good there's good riding there, right? There's incredible riding here, and there's you know there's a lot of guys that do just that. Um, I started riding with this guy this winter from uh, one guy from Montana and one guy from Canada. They, they just they kind of moved down here for the whole winter, and yep. uh, they just wanted wanted people to ride with. So um, you know, and I'm riding just about every day. Yep. I would let let them know what the program was for the day, and they'd show up and ride. And the program is what you beating their ass, and everybody else uh, taking second place, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, <laughs> I just like having guys out there to ride with. You know, right. I really like riding by myself. So, and you're out in the desert. It's probably not the wisest decision to be uh, solo in the desert, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of places that I ride that you know, even if you did get crash or get hurt, it would be really hard to get out out to you if you didn't have another guy on a bike or a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or a helicopter. Riding, al- riding alone's dangerous. We we don't mention it often enough. You really just shouldn't do it. Tony, you'll do it a bunch because you're that guy, but no, I did, nobody I else even, wants to ride with him. So. Yeah, that's true also. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's one of them deals, you know, like even you know, I own a racetrack tailor and, and it's literally my you know my front yard it's across the road and there it is from my house and and um you know i built this little stadium track that we had a race on last saturday and it's so much fun but i still can't go riding it by myself you know i mean like most people have to work during the day or whatever (laughs) so you still have to figure it out what to do to get people to Come ride with you. Come ride. Yeah, it's it's, it's part part of developing a track, and I don't want you to discount this too much. Part of developing a track is actually getting out there and experiencing. What do I need to change to make it best for those that are racing, right, or riding? Yeah, and they so so don't don't discount what you're doing. But the tracks they they race different than they yeah, do. Your track sucks. Then, I'm just saying, uh, on, on the most part. For yeah. the most part. Yeah, thanks. Okay. No, I'm serious. You know I love your track. Uh, Mac, you know what's weird <laughs> is that, uh, and Taylor Robert is our guest, but Taylor, you should come experience Tony's track and and the hospitality that is extended to everybody that comes on that track. And I think that's probably the best of the best. If you can take care of your, your, your uh, competitors and their families, boy, that's a big job. You know what I mean? Yeah, we get yeah. back east. Taylor? Uh, you know, I, I haven't actually in the last couple of years. You know, I was for a few years there, I was going back east, you know, once or twice a year to do uh, TKO and mm-hmm. uh, events like that. But I uh, actually haven't been back there. It, you'd be surprised. Years. It's a lot like Arizona. Um, <laughs> only I, better dirt. Yeah, only way better dirt. <laughs> we do have good dirt. Oh, my God, it's a good dirt. that You could plant corn in it on Friday. And come back on Monday, and it's already you know six inches high. And so, if if <laughs> dude, dude, come back, please. What's our date, Tony? Uh, coming up for the uh, for the shootout? Uh, Justin Brayton shootout is May eighteen and nineteen, which is next weekend. But Taylor, we do have an off road race there in October. The Woods Cross. Yeah, that'd be a lot of oh, fun. Forget to, about that. To uh, fly you in, have a bike all set up, and uh, you. Um, you could just fly in with your gear bag and rock start. We'd have it'd be a stock. We KTM, want you to bring but... a bunch of uh, prizes for the uh, kids, though. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Oh yeah, maybe some jerseys uh, or something. <laughs> Tear offs. <laughs> I, no, I, I honestly, I would be interested in something like that. Well, I did make a, a little bit of a deal with KTM this year, though, that I wasn't going to do any extracurricular races because I got 
hurt the last two years doing races or rides. That <laughs> you're not, and you're not the only racer. And again, back to the, they know what they're doing. They're starting to exactly well, this develop. This doesn't the, have to be classified as a race. Deve- though, develop it, guidelines. Well, it, it is a race. Uh, it's more of a ride. It, it's um, going to be a race, I think. Right, Tony? There's there's going to be a checker flag. It's a race. It's a race. I'm working on this, guys. Help me out, will you please? Taylor, it's- you you mentioned that uh, <laughs> you know you don't even get to see your race bike. I find that interesting. Right? I guess it makes total sense. Uh, how close is your? I'm sure you've got a practice bike or two at home. I mean, are they plenty comparable enough that you don't have to make too many adjustments when you get to the race, or? Is there is there a fair bit of gap between what m- your practice bike and your race bike? Uh no, honestly, they're set up uh, identical. The only, I guess, the only real difference would be that I just run pump gas in my practice bike, and we run race gas in our race bikes. So, um, other than that, uh, yeah, they're identical. So I don't, I don't really notice that much of a difference. I mean, just like anything, you can kind of tell a little bit of a difference from bike to bike, um, especially when you go from a a practice bike with say 40 hours on it and you get on your race bike that has four hours on it. So, um, everything feels a little nicer. Yeah. Is it more crisp? Is that, that, is that what we're looking for? More crisp? It's like a a old car versus a new car. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again, Taylor. I said, yeah, that would be a good way to describe it. Okay. I, I just like, you know, how tight everything feels. That's, yeah, there's nothing better than a new bike. Yeah, they they definitely and you don't realize because it happens slowly how clapped, how clapped out your uh, daily rider is till you get on a nice fresh one. Then you realize, wow, I've really done some damage to this thing. Uh, and that's that's every rider out there. I get guys who come in and it's quite honestly how you sell a new motorcycle to anyone. You let them ride it, and then they go, wow, mine's kind of clapped out. Right. It's one of the tricks of the trade, Tony. You know, Tony, that's... I know you wouldn't fall for it, that, but... That leads me to believe, or the question... Anyway, pardon me for <clears throat> choking up here, but you've got 40 bikes in your in your shop, right? Or so. Or so. Not um, quite 40, but I have too many. All right, so 38. <laughs> but the point is, um, are any of them uh, close to being fresh? Yeah, I have a bike that has 1.2 hours on it. And that is a Honda. Uh-huh. Okay. New Honda 450. And Saving I've, it for a special day. Well, I'm doing Loretta's this year. Oh, right. And yes. assuming I, and I'll just say this right now, if I can't qualify in the plus 40 class, I'm going to get a sport quad and not wear a helmet. And oh, ride shut that your mouth. Drunk. Shut it. I'm going to get now. I'm going to be drunk that and ride is, a sport quad. That is the funniest thing. I'm going to get a, <laughs> I'm going to get a sport quad and ride Shut with it. no helmet. You watched now oh, I probably wow. won't. And the qualifiers at Kevin Winham's place and I've <laughs> never been there but it sounds like a blast. But You've I, never been to K-Dub's place? Uh, no. I have been like 3 times. It's yeah, weird that. Yeah. That's wild. So anyway, down, I, down Mississippi. I have this new Honda and I I had another one break. I have I have I have clone Hondas, right? Yeah. From Stormlake. Yeah. Stormlight Honda, and so the the new one uh, we we're planning on just keeping fresh for the uh, for the 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 race in in August, and then it'll turn into my uh, practice bike, and then the the <laughs> the practice bike will go away. I'll get rid of that one. So <laughs> sure, yes, well. I have it. I do have a freshie. I have also <laughs> Taylor. I have a 1997. It still has the original plastic, and it looks like it's. What I have a 97 it? CR 500. I've been riding. Oh. It's so good, and the I'm uh, I'm set, shipping the suspension off to Race Tech so they can make it 
Have you started it? Do you know that it runs? I re- yeah, I, re- I raced it. You Sunday. actually raced it. I raced it Sunday. How'd you do? I won. No, I got beat. What is Disregard, it? I got beat. But it was. Is, it was. Is it? Was it the own the Tony and and underclass? <laughs> Something like that. No, it was fun. So I got yeah. I've, wow. You know what? Taylor, and a plethora of one twenty fives. You've got a one or five of everything. <laughs> In two thousand three, I wow. raced a KTM one twenty five SX. I found that exact bike. No. Same wheels, same tires, same chain of sprockets. Crazy. It looked like it was in a hot tub time machine. And I found it on Facebook for twelve hundred bucks. So I bought that thing. That's the one that Canard's What'd been you working pay for on. Twelve hundred bucks. That's it. I mean, seriously, you gave him what they were asking? No, no, no. They were asking fifteen hundred. Oh, yeah, that's a little high for an old and I, clapped out two stroke. It's plenty for that bike. But it was the same bike that I and they were Dude, you ride at one twenty five ever, Taylor? Oh yeah. I um when I first well, I raced Loretta's on a one twenty five and uh, my first year I did the whole work series, I raced the one twenty five A class. Do you ride one now though? Oh, do I ride one now? Taylor. No, I uh I don't. Man. Oh my god. It's a good tra- it's a good you, training tool when fair, you need to learn how to stretch a throttle cable. It's a real good yeah. training just, tool just for Just put that. our guest on hold if he's not going to ride a 125. Uh <laughs> no, we'll put oh, him on. on. I got a, I got a good story for you guys though. Uh, All okay, right, good. To, every year um at the KTM dealer meeting, uh we would ride 125 and the 150s because you know, those are the bikes that none of us get to ride during the year. So sure. the most fun ones to ride. And uh then a couple of years, I haven't done a dealer meeting for the last couple of years because I think I, I just really, honestly, none of the riders got invited back because uh, we did like a <laughs> team race with the dealers one time, and uh, Caleb Russell and Ryan Dungey wrecked in the first turn together, and uh, they probably realized it wasn't a good idea to have uh, their two of their highest paid athletes. <laughs> racing, with, racing with the dealers on 125 for w- no with an open bar in the vicinity <laughs> an open bar yeah, is that what exactly. you said <laughs> yeah yeah it's just not a good idea <laughs> so uh anyway i always did look forward to the dealer meetings getting to ride the 125s and 150s but um yeah we haven't done that for the last couple of years and i think it's because of that oh, will no. you make it a point this year though please and then from that dealer meeting will you call us so we uh so we can be in touch with Hear the, the carnage. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> what did they say? As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Um, but <laughs> anyway, Taylor, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Hey, how about how about this? Uh, give you a chance to, obviously, we've mentioned a few sponsors, but perhaps you could uh, mention a balance of the sponsors that have made it possible for you to go racing all these years. Oh, um, yes. Uh the Red Bull FMF KTM team is obviously the main main crew that's behind me, and those guys are awesome. But uh, aside from them, Curly Designs, 100% USW Hydration System, um, GoPro, and uh, yeah, just I got my all my friends and family that go to the races with me and support me, and that whole shindig is can't do it without them you know you mentioned uh, gopro right um gopro yeah. is legitimately and i think they can lay claim to this but has legitimately changed the way we look at racing today agree or disagree oh i totally agree yeah yep. i thought it was eli Pretty tomac incredible. but it's ac- actually uh gopro so 
It was either that or, or Marvin Muskin would be a, a close second. Anyway, um, <laughs> Taylor, we always have fun when you're on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys. Good talking to you. It's always good to talk with you. All right, stay tuned. More Pit Pass Around the Corner, part of the Evergreen Podcasting System. Uh, back after this, thanks to Jack and Leanne de Leon making the program sound as good as it does. Thank you, guys. Back after this. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be written with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, of course, a lot of good stuff took place in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, including the news that Malcolm Stewart will return to Team Moto Concepts in 2020. And I don't know that, Tony, is there anybody that's earned a, a spot on a race team uh Without expecting it, I think, um, than, than, than Malcolm Stewart. Yeah, that's a good point. I think um, he is a good fit for that team. They seem to gel very well, very with, well. With, the, with Mike and Tony and everybody. And, you know, that team really has come a long ways. They've got a lot of respect. I know Honda's heavily invested in their program now. And, uh, you know, with Justin Brayton kind of being their, their lead guy, uh, he's a solid top 10 guy in Supercross, which is a big deal. And, you know, even even though Brayton missed some rounds with his knee injury uh, from the, the crash with, with Chad Reed and them, he still, still finished he still finished 10th in the points. It's very wow. respectable. And and so Justin said that it's next year is his last year. Nah, I don't believe it. Yeah, he's done. He's, he's, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I was in my tractor the other day talking to him, and he called about the race that we're doing next weekend, and he uh, he's like we're talking about the Justin Brayton shootout mm-hmm okay where he's very matter of fact that he's he's got one more year left and you know I, I pray that he's he's healthy when he retires and he can do it on his own terms and something to be said about being the oldest guy in Supercross. right on you know he's got kids and still, right? well, and I listened to last Saturday's show by the way and we talked to Justin Brayton and you mentioned uh, that he is the oldest guy in uh, uh Supercross mm-hmm. and uh and he didn't take offense to that, you know. If if I'm the oldest guy, chances are I might take offense to that. But you you well, did it in the it right means way. He's the one who's hung on the longest. Uh, t- it's going to be it's Chad just, Reed if he goes, right, Tony? <laughs> I mean, if Brady, goes, yeah, the odds assuming on favor Reed is Chad continues. Reed. <laughs> All right, Cameron McAdoo, let's continue. Uh, Cameron, Cameron McAdoo had an outstanding weekend. Also, uh, Joey Savacci and uh, uh, March Banks, by the way, named uh, uh, the Rookies of the Year, 2019 Rookies of the Year, which can do one of two things. It can either spell what the future looks like, right, or it can tell you that that's the end of your career because you just hit the pinnacle of your career and uh, you're not going anywhere. Kenny Roxon, by the way, has a new three-year deal with Honda. Uh, also has a new three-year deal with his uh, his doctors. So uh, physical issues aside, uh, we, we're looking forward to fully healthy uh, Kenny Roxon as uh, we m- make our way to the balance of the 2019 season that is to be. Also, uh, you know, we've got so much great coverage, by the way, uh, of what's going on out there. And Joey Savacci's injury is no second uh, story to anybody because, uh, quite frankly, we, pr- we pray for all of our racers to be uh, healthy. Uh, according to uh, Joey, he suffered a uh, sustained hematoma, which is a collection of blood outside of a blood vessel, if you're following along. Uh, and it was in his leg, and the pain 
incredible. The pain is incredible. So our prayers are with Joey Savacci, uh, not just in racing or riding, but in life in general. Great guy, and uh, we love having him on the show. So, so a big shout-out to Joey and everybody else that participated in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tony? All right, our guest now is Ricky Russell, who has been out of, out of uh, competition for a little while due to injury, but he's back. And we saw him racing at the at round five, which is the the uh, X factor, I believe is what we're calling it. And uh, yep. he finished fifth. So, congrats, buddy. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, healthy. So that's my point. What was the injury? Uh, I just broke the fibula, uh, so your little leg bone. So luckily, it wasn't tip fib or anything. So ended up getting surgery which was just put a plate on it and um it was just a little bit over seven weeks went through a lot of like um k laser and bone stimulating and oh all that to get back as soon as possible and yeah i came back and it was, it was the exact conditions i wasn't was didn't want deep and rutted and kind of tricky so didn't want to twist my leg but yeah um ended up getting out there and doing what i could and finished healthy so yeah ended up good so having been through that exact scenario myself um <laughs> pj watched me do it actually at the track it was at a motocross track and i just i hooked my leg it actually broke both bones and then it had ripped my whole ankle off i had to re reconstruct it completely oh but now i raced this past weekend that and horrible yeah, it, it is yeah, it is horrible. I've got some pretty gnarly yeah. uh, pain in it what, still. But you, mean, you were saying the first race back is no, no, no. Gnarly? Just oh, any. It's just gnarly having that whole pro that whole injury and having to have it rebuilt and everything okay. is is the most painful of all the injuries I've had. Yeah, it's the most painful, and I don't know why the ankle hurts so much, but it did. But now when I'm riding, even like this weekend, there was deep ruts at the track. You're, I make a conscious effort to to ride on the balls of my feet. You know, with the toes pointed in, tucked in tight. Did did you have that going on when you're in your yeah, head while you're racing? Sure. And then and then you're trying not to like because you're kind of riding a little weird. So you're kind of trying not to injure something else. Uh huh. You guys are babies. That is not fully quite right, but no, yeah, it it throws you off a little bit. Other when, than that, when I'm on my motorcycle, I swear to God, I I use all of the seat. Never. Never depart from the seat. Sometimes I'll use the front brake. I don't know. Uh, but the important part is that I'm comfortable. Um, apparently, you guys are racing for a different purpose. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> other than that, how did you feel yeah. on the bike? <laughs> yes. But, uh, other than that, it was all right. I mean, I, I was actually surprised. I thought the day after I was going to be in a lot more pain mm -hmm. because, I, I mean, I've been on the bike for a little bit now, making sure that I was ready i didn't want to go out there and just wing it but so i i knew it was going to be sore i thought but it wasn't even that bad today wow. yesterday so and uh like my whole body was just towards everything else i think being just not doing a three-hour race for a long time was tough on the body itself so for my leg i was thinking it was gonna be worse than it was and pretty pretty stoked with the outcome what are you doing for what have you been doing i guess with the leg injury to keep yourself in in uh fit yeah, to keep yourself in shape. Much, yeah, it was it was really tough. You don't realize how useless you are until you have a broken leg. Oh no, yeah. I've I'm completely <laughs> useless in the studio, and I don't yeah. have any broken appendages. So completely uh, useless. Yeah, but 
Well, when you're using crutches, you can't even carry a cup of water to the couch. So pretty like you're pretty pathetic. Oh, mom or girlfriend, please bring me something. So, anyways, getting back going, I was uh, right when I was kind of ready. I knew it was plated, so it was together, but I didn't want to push it. And right when I could, I started road biking and just road bikes. And then once I could, I could mountain bike. And then kind of just slowly got back at, at three to four weeks. I was able to get back on the bike slowly. Wow. It wasn't like I was aggressive or anything at four weeks, but I kind of just slowly kind of beat my leg into shape because not doing That's anything cool. actually makes the bone not heal as quick. So yeah. luckily I was able to kind of beat it into shape. And I think that's part of the reason why I'll, why it didn't hurt as bad over the weekend and why it doesn't hurt as bad right now. It's a lot of, of people getting used to it. When, when you put a plate in, generally speaking, you get also a, a setting of a knife, fork, and spoon. Uh, so you get that whole set. Did you, were you afforded the set? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I should be for the cost of it. I know it'd be like $20,000 for the full set. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still waiting for that in the mail. I don't okay. know that's, uh, I just keep getting bills. It's weird. Uh, yeah, well, get used to that. That never stops. Uh, let's. Is yeah. it PJ? PJ, are you up? Well, I'm just curious if uh, you know. Do you f- see that you had a bunch of speed you were leaving on the table? It's you, you never know until you're out there and actually racing. Did you feel like you, you know? Clearly, you're not as fast as you've been, and as I'm sure you want to go, but it takes a while to get back up to full speed. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Um, when you watching like i went to three rounds and watched it really sucks to go watch your competitors race but it's good and knowing how fast those guys were and just kind of pushing each other i didn't know where i was like you can practice 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 you never really know where you're at you feel good whatever you can say you're 100 when you get out there things are always different so mm-hmm. to run up front for a little bit i got the whole shot and was able to run up front a tiny bit and then follow caleb a tiny bit and then be at those top three for a little while and then kind of just stay around there with those top guys. I was pretty happy, but yeah, I definitely lost a little bit of where I should be. And I know what I need to work on now. And so, like I said, I, it was kind of a successful weekend just to get out there and know where I'm at and kind of know what I need to work on from, we, uh, running with those top four to five guys. We're talking with Ricky Russell. Will you talk about your, your team? I, I saw some sort of a post on some uh, Facebook, I think it was, or Instagram or something about, they said Ricky Russell is back, and, and it was, it was <laughs> the bike looked really sweet. So, um, you know, it's yeah, no, uh, I, it's cool. It's cool being a part of that program. Yeah, Talk about the it. New, yeah, we got the new YZ450FX, which is the whole updated one. Where last year I was riding the FX, and it was almost, it wasn't a year behind, but it was not the updated moto version. So, now it's the new bike, and I've been really happy with it. Um, I was just super bummed coming into round one. I was feeling really, really ready, and everything was feeling better than the previous year. So to go out, it was the week before round one is when I broke the leg, and that was just like, it was depressing, depressing few weeks for sure. Like just knowing that I was feeling ready and just yeah. excited to get racing and having this new bike and everything. So to go out there now, I'm not showing its full potential, which kind of sucks, but I'm getting back into it. So if we can improve from a top five finish, there's nothing better than that. I can just 
keep getting better and go to go to the top of the box. Hopefully. Well, Caleb is always solid. Uh, you know, we, we was I was kind of yeah. surprised he got beat a couple times this year so Talking far. About but Caleb Russell. Yeah, and then Thad, of course, is really and Stu Baylor is is killing it this year. Um, For sure, everyone everyone just keeps. It's hard to say, but everyone just seems to keep getting faster and faster because, like, we're all going our hardest, but it's three hours. It seems like it used to be kind of pace yourself a little bit, whatever. Now it's kind of like just you got to go. You got to go. Three hour sprint. Three hour sprint. Yeah. We've we've had I mean, more than one rider tell us that, right, Tony? I yeah, mean, but we had yeah. we, after Stu won in in uh, Florida at Palatka, we t- we had him on, and he was talking about how he's kind of just tried to duplicate what Caleb does, and he says you'll see these guys they'll they'll be a, a over a minute slower, or maybe it was like three minutes slower, something crazy on their lap times about halfway through the race, and then they pick it back up and. Uh, um, you know, there's For he, sure there's strategy. There is strategy. Yep. And I think I think if you're with the leaders, you know you don't. If everyone's kind of like keeping their pace at eighty percent or so, yeah, then it's okay. And then you know you're gonna have to sprint towards the end. But it seems like if you make a little mistake, you're you're off the pace. You got to keep. It's just got to be keep attacking and keep your mistakes to a minimum well so i mean even though last weekend was really tough it was deep rutted muddy whatever so every, everybody you race against has pretty much the same plan right to 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 finish in the top uh top three uh to to race a hard sure. out everybody has the same thing but there's got to be a little bit of uh what i call russell magic in there right i mean isn't there something that you you draw from and maybe you don't even know where it is but there's got to be something that you draw from when it comes time to finish the race yeah i mean that's, that's hard to say um caleb russell it sucks. Well, we have the same last name because people. You guys related? <laughs> you guys are no, brothers. No, not, not related. No, but he's got it figured out, no doubt. I mean, he's six-time championship champion, so he, he's. Uh, but I would say, like, from previous, I've only been racing him for well, not only, but five years. Last five years is when I started racing, and the pace itself definitely has gone up. Oh yeah, no doubt. Two years. No doubt that and, those uh, guys are, are way faster than they were three years yeah. ago. Well, since we started yeah, talking about it, um, if you think about it, Tony, back when it was on its heels, okay, that particular discipline, when it was on its heels, um, it, it it has picked up 100 times what it was. And I think it has to do with uh, the manufacturer belief, but also the fan belief. Let's face it, as you guys have elevated your program, the fans have grown to expect more excellence from you guys. Sound fair? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. There's uh, he's bringing a lot of people, and we call call a lot of them the mud fleas. There's a lot of people out there <laughs> in the mud, just loving it. And um, yeah, there's yeah. With the more, it's just with elevating the sport. More people, more money, more more uh, bonuses, whatever. So more concentration on training, and everyone's just. I think everyone's just giving it that much more seriousness in the off-road world. I mean, moto's a totally different thing, and off-road world's, like, slowly catching up, I think. And yeah, it's – it's. Uh, you look at the turnouts of GNCC, there's plenty – you know, they have thousands of entries 
literally thousands yep. of entries on a weekend. They, I would say they've caught it. I mean, that GNCC is 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 really you know really good, and uh, it's because of guys like That's you right. that are going out there and, and right. killing it. And so, congrats, and and uh, you should give a shout out to your team because I know you got a really good bike behind you. And, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Ampro Yamaha team—they've stuck behind me, and it's hard with injuries. Uh, it happens though, and I think they've they uh, realize they know that so um it was really tough it was more, almost more tough on me i thought but they, <laughs> they uh, understand uh, the situation and for them sticking behind me has been awesome and so the whole program on team doing what we got to do to kind of get back out there and kind of get back in the box and make a name for ourselves because we haven't like first five rounds haven't showed showed what this bike's all about so as long as we can keep improving um i'm gonna be happy well, we appreciate you taking the time to visit with us and talk to your fans on Pit Pass Radio, and uh, we want to wish you a lot of luck on the balance of the season, and I'm sure we'll be interviewing you throughout that season at GNCC, so. and, yeah. and uh, go kick some butt. Get on the podiums. Sounds good. That's the plan. Thanks, guys. Yeah, if you don't have any uh, anything else planned, might as well mount the podium, right? Yeah, that's uh, I, I could maybe do that on a on just a, just a simple weekend. <laughs> he just makes it sound so easy, right? I mean, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's hard. Simple, simple three hours. No, simple three hours. hours. Yeah, it's three hours of your life yeah. you'll never get back. By the way, um, not, not to mention the four hours of pedaling <laughs> and like eight, ten hours of driving. And yeah, how many uh, how many hours do you spend on a bicycle a week? Uh, bicycle. It depends. Um, I would say roughly. It just depends on what we're doing that week because we like to train on and off the bicycle. Sure. But we typically ride dirt bikes three to four times a week, and then oh. we'll typically do a workout or a cycle afterwards. Okay. And there's it nothing you can't do. Cycling. Yeah. There's nothing you can't I mean, do, I'd Ricky. I'd like to say no. I'd like to say there's nothing I can't do. If I said, Ricky, let's uh, go jump out of an airplane, you're you're good to go. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. I was talking with, I was talking with Robbie Madison last week and um, for those of you that remember Robbie and as many times on the show uh, it's one of the great uh, what do you call him PJ is he a is he a stunt a daredevil 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 he betcha but I mean <laughs> this guy trains so hard all all day every day yeah. to prepare for you know the moments that thrill us and, death defying uh, stunts mm-hmm. <laughs> I never want to use that word with the, starts with a D and it rhymes with F, uh, death. Uh, I never want to use that word because, quite frankly, I think it freaks most people out. But uh, listen, always good to talk <laughs> yeah. to you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, up against the clock. Appreciate the time. Thank you. There we go. Ricky Russell heads to the pits, part of the Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly Experience. Um, you know, as we go into the uh, GNCC Open class, well, we're going to take a bit of a turn here, kind of an unex- uh, unexpected uh, interview. And, and PJ, perhaps you can probably do best in, in the preface, if you will, in, uh, in introing or outroing, if you will, our uh, last guest to our, new, our next guest. Absolutely. We're going to be talking to the Drake, Drake Beecham, uh, currently racing uh, 
for the moat. Let me get it straight. He's racing for the AP Moto Arts team on uh, Yamaha MT7, uh, FZ07, MT07 that we sell at Hicklin what, Power what, Sports. What, Great what, bike. <laughs> What's the equivalent of that? I mean, how many horses are it's we a, talking it's about? It's a 700cc seven, twin cylinder motorcycle, hence the name of the class, the Twins Cup class right. is for twin cylinder motorcycles displacing uh well there's a ducati monster out there that's uh michael barnsey road it's a 797 so we've got a range of bikes suzuki sv650s are the predominant bike currently on the grid they have some 30 high in the 30 40 riders uh were in practice and in, in practice and qualifying at VIR, the class continues to grow. And Drake, uh, tell me, what is it exactly that you're racing right now? Are you can you can you let us know what the equipment is that you're on? The Yamaha MT07. Yeah, that I'm racing. Yeah, that's that's uh, it. Yeah, the Yamaha MT07. Okay. And Drake, you're currently sitting what uh, fourth in points overall so far in uh, three total races, correct? Yeah, twenty-one off of uh, first place. Wow. Hey, you're you're in it, man, and you had one heck of a weekend. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, you know, that was a, a strong weekend for you at VIR. Uh, and it was led you led off the season in very good form at Atlanta. Um, you were what P six, P four at Atlanta in the first two races of the season, and you managed a podium this weekend. Yeah, just uh clicking off those times, you know, and uh you know, I started six fourth and third so i just keep clicking my way off towards the top that means the w's right around the corner right <laughs> yeah that's the plan <laughs> so uh road america is the next big race for your series do you guys get two there uh no just one race how do they what what is it that's determining whether you guys have a double header weekend or a single race or is it going to mix up throughout the year or is it predominantly going to be a single race weekend for your class uh it's predominantly single race um, I know that we have, uh, Pittsburgh, which is the next double header. Um, and then I can't remember if it's Barber, I think it's the other one, or it might be a single event as well, or, uh, Pittsburgh might be the only other one, but, um, yeah, there were just a few that were, uh, double headers, but all the rest of them are, uh, single races. Well, that's cool. And so when it's a single race, if this past weekend's any uh, judge, are you guys always on, are you always on the race Sunday race program when it is a single race event? I believe so. And, um, I mean, this is a two day, uh, platform as well. Um, like at road America, when we have one race, we're going to have uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, and it's going to be, a lot more strung out. We only had three sessions total for this weekend. So we had practice, qualifying, and then it was straight into the race. So we had to make sure that we had our stuff together, you know, by that time. Yeah, you're talking about you're getting a lot of, uh, shall we say, breathing time between times on the bike where you get to uh, check and then recheck every single thing 400 times, something like that. <laughs> right, and just uh, test new things and, uh, yeah. Well, then, and that's not a lot of track time. What I think you're also alluding to is you go out and have one practice where you really get to uh, see the track conditions, and then, of course, the conditions change, particularly like this weekend when we had on and off rain at VIR. 
Um, right. Were you got? Did you guys race in the rain? When when were you on the schedule? I guess I watched uh, most of it live. I didn't get to see your race, so I'm not familiar with uh, when you guys were. Were you early in the day or after the mains? We were after. We were actually at four o'clock in the afternoon. After um, super bikes, then. Yeah. So we actually got the. Uh, we actually got clear track. We didn't have to do uh, any tire change, really. Um, I mean, we were a little uh, skeptical. We thought, you know, for sure that it was going to be uh, a rain race, just because of how the condition was, and looking at the radar, and we're, you know, you know, first set of rains, rain mounting up, and. Uh, when we went out, we went out on uh, some actual um, takeoffs from qualifying one. So uh, we did it on some uh, older tires. So I was actually pretty impressed with how we did with that. Um, but we were able to test our traction control, and uh, it was pretty amazing. It's awesome. Jake, you're, uh, the, the Twins class, um, there's been, I think, mixed reviews on on that, that class. We certainly love it. Um, love the sound of it, everything. What are your thoughts? I mean, as far as the, uh, the fans at these superbike races or at these Moto America races, I should say, are they, uh, they, are they pretty into the twins? Yeah. Everybody that I've uh, met and seen at the track, uh, especially fans, they always seem to be into the twins cup, you know, especially with the, you know, having the biggest grids of the weekend, um, being the twins cup. Right. And having, you know, to say, okay, we have to turn people away because, you know, we actually have to make the cut. So that was some added pressure as well because, you know, in qualifying one, that was the only qualifying that we were going to get. And so if you didn't, if you went out and two laps in, didn't put a time down that was going to make the show, you know, and you went down and watered up the bike, then you were done for the weekend and you didn't get to race. So uh, that was kind of one of the worries. But I actually uh, crashed in uh, Q1 and picked the bike up, got it back to the pits, and uh, went out and qualified on the front row. And congrats on that. Um, Thank you. You know, I think I think that speaks volumes, though, having the biggest, you know, the, like you say, the most riders on the grid. That says, that speaks a lot, I think, about the Absolutely. About the class. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's taking yeah. off. It is absolutely it taking is. off. I mean, what, so what, there's a cutoff? Is it like back in the day when, if I'm old enough, I remember Superbike, it was 107% of the leaders, the the fastest qualifying. Have they? Is it something like that, 107, 108%? Yes, something like that. Um, you know, and for how close it was, um, we actually had some pretty quick guys out there, especially in the top 10 to 15. We're all within just a few seconds of each other. And, uh, you know, it was great to have those guys out there. And, you know, we always have people talking about, um, our club race guys are like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it or try it. You know, we encourage everybody to come out and try it and you know, see where you wind up at. And it's uh, that is exactly what's happening, Drake. Uh, the the list of entries um, is filled with young guys like yourself, first of all. But there's a fair number of let's say vintage uh racers uh some guys that uh why, why do you say it like that uh, well because they're my age guys that are literally my age chris parrish you're young you're chris, young dude chris parrish is uh, the reigning champ friend of mine from tennessee in my club racing days and yeah he's not the only one there's a number of them out there which makes the I, it's got to make the riders meetings pretty cool right drake i mean you've got 
Crusty old, from your perspective, 40 and up is just a relic, right? If 40, you might as well be dead. Who did you call Crusty last week that Tony got such a big charge out of? I can't remember, but I thought that Crusty, you, you just. I, I used that last week accurately. It was probably Josh Hayes. It probably, it probably was Josh No, it was a motocross guy. Oh, I Reed. I think it was Reed. Chad Reed? Yeah. <laughs> well, Drake, you've got to. Go ahead. It's always. Uh, you know, humbling to look around, especially at, you know, riders these are just in the paddock alone and, you know, see some of the great names out there. Like, you know, whenever I was on two fifties, I always saw Chris Parrish, you know, at the next step because, you know, he was racing SVs at that time. So, you know, I was already looking at, you know, okay, what's my next step up the SVs. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, me racing against Chris and, and 15, I really didn't get too much of an opportunity to race with him, but, um, and 16 and 17, I was in the Junior Cup, and I didn't really get to race with him then. So now I'm finally getting to race with him, and then Michael Barnes comes out of the woodwork, and it's like, okay, I got some uh, serious competition to look at. And, you know, it's like, even though, you know, Mike Barnes is, you know, a 50-year-old dude, he still moves on a bike. He's still a bad oh, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do not want the, to. The class, is, <laughs> the class is moving up. Yeah, so, it's, it's a stacked class, and it's. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I watched a number of you guys' races last year live. Um, it was, or this class, uh, it's been an impressive development, and it's really good to see. Yeah, what do you think about that bike Barney came out and did so well with? Um, you know, he, I don't think the bike's an overdog by any means. If qualifying and all the races, uh, you know, the races so far are any any judge he's just a fast guy it seems like it's a fair fight would you agree yes um i mean the ducati that uh quarterly has made is an awesome machine and you know they uh they're a good team so him and or uh, barney and quarterly working together is just a really good team that it's you like know a, it's like a marriage made in heaven right there i mean dale quarterly right and uh right. and and who's who's the other one Michael Barnes, uh, Michael Barnes, riding. okay, sure, yeah, riding for him. I mean, that's and, you know, to, to me, to me, that's just something that doesn't happen organically. You understand what well, I'm saying? Yeah, and they're the only ones out there on that bike. And Barney uh, predicted after the first race. I'm sure you heard it, Drake, along with the rest of the world. He was saying we may see a bunch more of these out here. Hasn't happened um, for whatever reason. If you look at the the entry list, SV650s are are absolutely the predominant bike, but your bike, the FC07 MT07 platform, coming on strong, it is certainly the second most common machine on the grid right now. And as fast as you guys are going on them and as development happens, you know, the SV's been around forever, right? That's right. That tends to lead to guys having a bunch of them in their garages that, that are totally legal to come race. And it's an easier fit, that I understand, but it sure looks like you guys on the MTs are coming on strong. I do want to, uh, I do want to address something that uh, recently you sent me an email. Uh, perhaps it was uh, one of your team, maybe your family, but uh, you put our, our name, uh, the pit pass, on your uniform. And, and I thought that was a real strong th- uh, way to say thanks, and I appreciate that. I think we all do. Uh, but... Um, there, there's something I want you to think about adding. Be not afraid of greatness, okay? okay. I, I think too many people are afraid to be that guy, that girl, right. that woman. Um, 
in whatever whatever sport they're competing in. Be not afraid of greatness. And there's nothing wrong with that because once we get past that point of, of being afraid of being the best, then we can truly be our best in everything that we do. And I would suggest that you're if you're not there and haven't admitted it yet, um, I, 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 I truly believe that, that you are and you should uh, be not afraid to be, you know, the greatest that, that we think you are. Drake, you're one of the best, and uh, obviously you deserve it too because what you're doing with your fans, what you're doing with your sponsors, and the entire race industry is you're raising everybody's bar. Okay, and and uh, I applaud that. I truly do because what you've done with us. First of all, you're always available. I mean, I called you at the last minute uh, today to do this program, but you're not afraid to talk about it. And uh, sometimes uh, guys get wrapped up in their own thought process as to what it takes to be the best. But I don't think you're. The, I don't think you're that guy. But I do want you to take that invitation to not be afraid to be the very best that you can be. And uh, I think you've got that going on. PJ, you agree with that? Absolutely, Drake. Looking forward to seeing him be the best uh, in a few weeks. I mean, uh, your buddy Tommy Boy Halverson are rolling up to Road America. I assume we're going to see you again for taco night. Haven't seen you miss one. (laughs) Of course. All right, man. How do you like your chances up there? Hopefully we don't get any rain. Are, Are you... Are you are you prepared for a rain race? Because unfortunately, when we say Road America, rain has to be in the conversation. It seems like every year, for at least one day of the weekend. Of course, I you know that's always the going into the weekend that you think about is you know is it going to be rain? Is there going to be rain? So, um, some years always prepared for it and ready to tackle at any moment, really. And I got to think that uh, the well, gosh, you you were talking about traction control. That's a new development for your team. You're saying. Yes, it is. Um, that's something that we still have in the works and that we're uh, working out, and it's working pretty awesome. That that's, that seems incredibly good for uh, this class because, uh, honestly, none a lot of these bikes don't come with traction control uh, in their stock form, so that's a pretty serious investment, I would imagine, for a team and probably a real difference maker. Yes, and... Uh, Glad to be working with A Racer. Uh, we've had a, a dad at Kai come out, and uh, he's been at both rounds already. And uh, you know, having him there trackside to be able to talk to him and to fine tune it has just been awesome. It's been a lot of fun having you on, Drake, and congrats on the success and and keep shooting for that number one plate. All right, that's been Drake Beecham. We yeah. have we also had JD Beach, Brad Baker. Shayna Texter, Taylor Robert, and Ricky Russell. That's been our show. I think it was a good show overall, right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that race in Wisconsin. I'm excited. Justin Brayton shootout coming up on a Sunday this year. Sunday, Tony, give them the uh, deets if you would. Yep. We're going to be uh, down at Riverside Raceway in Winterset, Iowa. We've got a, a slew of fast guys coming. It's an AMA Pro-Am, best in the Midwest. It's going to be everybody's going to be there. Information can be found on what website? RiversideRaceway.net. Dot net. All right, stay tuned. Uh, coming up next. I have your attention, please. Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. 
a division of Pit Pass Radio, LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio, LC is strictly prohibited. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos! 